Blog Talk Radio. It's Saturday, May 7th, 2016, and you are tuned in to another edition of The Misty Show, where your premier source for fun and informative pet topics. I'm your host, Jay, and unfortunately, not joining us once again is Dee, my co-host. Um, I, ha- I do have some good news to report. Dee is feeling better, but unfortunately, she has um, some work-related issues going on this weekend, so she has to be on call, so she's not going to be able to join us um, for today's episode. But um, Dee does wish that she could be here. I know she'd much rather be joining us today than, you know, having to work. So we miss you, Dee, and we hope to have you back with us next weekend. So that's where Dee is. But we are going to carry on, you know, since we had to um, – reschedule this episode, you know, due to these sinus issues. It, it just seems like we've all been kind of going through some stuff with that lately because even my sinuses are kind of acting up again. So excuse me if I sound a wee bit nasally. Okay. Today's topic is entitled The Secret Life of Plants and How They Affect Your Pet. Um, and we'll be getting into that in just a few minutes, but um, we have a few other orders of business to handle first. Um, First off, for those of you who may not know, The Missy Show now has a website on Weebly.com. You can check it out for useful pet links, upcoming episodes, games, and a whole lot more. Um, We're still a work in progress, so don't judge us, Um, but we're always coming up with new ideas for content. Um, If you guys decide you might want to check it out, which I hope you do, please visit us at themissyshow.weebly.com. And I'll spell Weebly for you for those of you who may not have heard of the website because before I built our site on there, I had never heard of it myself. So Weebly is spelled W-E-E-B-L-Y. So it's themissyshow.weebly.com. Okay, so our second order of business is pet trivia. Um. Of course, we did not um, have an episode last week, so we didn't get to answer last week's pet trivia question. And then we also have a pet trivia question from yesterday. So we'll do the answer to last week's first. Okay, last week's question was, name six birds that cannot fly. Um, Now, some of you may know some that I didn't name, um, because I think I only got like two of them on my own, and I had to get the other four from um, a website. So these are my six, so you may know of some others. I'm not saying these are the only six, but these are the six that I got. So here goes. We have the penguin, the ostrich, the emu. Now bear with me. Uh, Let me make sure I try to pronounce this one correct. The cassowary. So there's some bird called a cassowary, C-A-S-S-O-W-A-R-Y. Then there's the rhea, R-H-E-A, or rhea, I don't know how it's pronounced, and the kiwi. So those are the six birds that I found that cannot fly. And you can learn more about these birds at a website called Top Six List. 
com, and I'll be sure to post a link to that um, on our social media pages after the episode today. All right, and now for yesterday's pet trivia question. That question was, how many Missy Show episodes have we had so far counting today's episode two? So how many Missy Show episodes have we had total counting today's episode? Okay, so the answer is kind of a little wonky, but let me explain. We have had 95 episodes counting today's. But, okay, we've had 95 that aired, but here's the deal. Um, three of those were repeats because I know we aired Pets in the Paranormal twice. Um, our Pet Grief episode, the first time we played it, um, I said it's a 15 minutes by mistake instead of doing a typical 30-minute show. So um, the next week we had to air the regular 30-minute show because it cut off on us, you know, after 15 minutes the first time. And then there was another one of our episodes that aired twice. So if you're counting as far as original episodes, we have had 92 episodes. We've had 95 to air, but 92 of those were original. So I guess we'll go with the count of 92. And for those of you who are true Missy Show fans and listeners, I guess you could say our total would be 96, but they're, um, the, the original ones, which did not air, that's why I don't count it because I said the ones that have aired, there was the um, premiere episode, and that was the one where Dee was supposed to be on there with me, but um, we had some major complications, so it was just me on there rambling. So we don't count that one because it never went to air. I mean, it showed um, in the count and everything, but that's one that I've never, like, released for people to hear. Who knows? Maybe I'll do that one day. But 92 um, original episodes, 95 total. So that means that we have nearly reached our 100th episode. And once again, we just want to thank you guys for all of your support and for being there with us since 2014. Yeah, we've been on the air since 2014. So thank you for your listenership and for your dedication. And thank you for supporting the blog and for supporting the radio show. And we do hope that you will also support our website. Okay. So if you want to check out next Friday's Pet Trivia Question, be sure to hit us up on Blogger, but you can catch us at she'satorty.blogspot.com. And she's a Torty is S-H-E-S-A-T-O-R-T-I-E. So she's a Torty.blogspot.com. Links from information used in today's episode can be found on our Facebook page after the show at facebook.com forward slash missy.show44 or on our Twitter page at twitter.com forward slash missyshow. Okay, so now for our scheduled program. So bear with me. This is just a little something new. I kind of want to open the episode with just just a little intro here, and this, this is just the writer in me. So here we go. Plants. They make our homes prettier. They supply us with precious oxygen, and they simply make our environment aesthetically pleasing, more aesthetically pleasing. But besides being easy on the eyes and giving our lungs the good stuff, how do they affect our non-human household members? That's what we are here to discuss today. Okay, so this is what we know for sure. 
there's a much better chance that plants will negatively affect animals just by virtue of the fact that animals are more likely to ingest them. Plants probably just as negatively affect us as humans, but, you know, as human beings, we're not usually going to try to nibble a plant or test out a plant. Usually when they negatively affect us, it's by irritation, like poison ivy or things like that. So with our animal friends, they're more likely to be affected just by the fact that they will attempt to eat. So this is why we have to be extra careful when it comes to them. Okay, but which plants should we be looking out for because we are surrounded by plants? And that isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it can be bad when it comes to our pets. But here is the deal, and I want to put this out there first and foremost for anybody out there who is a pet parent to a cat. Your number one um, enemy for cats in the plant world would be the lily, and I mean any type of lily. It doesn't matter what type of lily. Now I'm um, pulling this from goodcats.com. We're talking tiger lilies, Easter lilies, Japanese show lilies, oriental lilies, stargazer lilies, lilies of the valley, floral lilies. doesn't matter. Any type of lily is very, very toxic for a cat. It's As a matter of fact, it's deadly. Um, this is what they say on goodcats.com. Ingesting any part of the plant causes irreversible kidney failure within 36 to 72 hours. Please rush your cat to a vet if you even suspect that he ate any part of a lily. When a cat starts showing signs of distress, it is often too late to save him. So if if you don't take away anything else from today's episode, if you have a cat in your household, you do not want to have any type of lily in that household because we all know that cats can jump up on things. So even if you're attempting to put that lily up pretty high, you know, why even run the risk? So if you're a person who loves lilies and you think they're fragrant or pretty or whatever, you would not want to have a cat in your house then. So you would have to choose. So just make sure that you don't let your cat come anywhere near a lily. Um, they go on to say that um, eating house plants is a common behavior in cats that do not give vegetable matter in their diet. By providing a small flower pot with grass or catnip, an owner can often eliminate the problem. For the cat that has developed a habit or preference, putting the plant where the cat cannot get to it or using aversive taste-smell conditioning with pepper sauce or vinegar usually works. You can also use a fine mist water sprayer at the cat when caught in the act or other scare tactics like making a loud noise to startle it. It would be preferable if you could just provide them with grass or catnip. Um, When we had Missy, we actually bought her um, this little plant called Sweet Greens that you could buy out of the store, and I think it was pretty much already grown, and you just sort of had to water it, and you just kind of sat it down there, and when she wanted to eat grass or she just had a taste for some greenery, she could eat that instead. So that could be an idea. But if you do have um, other types of plants in your house, you know, I guess you could try some of those techniques that they were saying about um, trying to do the taste-smell aversion. Um, but definitely no lilies. Don't, just don't even go there at all. Um, 
here's a list of some other plants. I mean, it's kind of scary just how many plants um, are toxic to cats and dogs, but um, these are some others that are known to be toxic to cats. Um, Pits of almonds, aloe vera, apple seeds, ferns. Uh, I tried to highlight some of the ones that maybe you've heard of. Honeysuckle. And here's the thing. I remember as a kid um, actually eating honeysuckles myself, or it would just be this part at the end of it that you bite out and kind of pull out of there, and it would be the little sweet kind of honey taste that would come out, and it really tasted good. But those are actually toxic to cats. So uh, if you have a honeysuckle bush, you don't want your cat being exposed to that. Sago palm. Um, Sago palm is on the list for both cats and dogs. So you definitely don't want to have sago palm in your yard, you know, So and that, that's toxic for both of them. Um, daffodils and mistletoe. So those are just some of the more common ones, but, I mean, there's a whole bunch of them that are toxic to cats whole bunch of them that are toxic to dogs. Okay, jumping off of cats for just a second. Um, this is a site that I found that talks more about dogs and poisonous plants. And this one is called firstinflowers.com. And um, what I think is really neat about this site, not only does it sort of like break break it down by what plants do what to your dog, like like they have flowers and plants that cause rashes, then they have flowers and plants that cause upset stomachs. You know, you can also, like, hover your cursor over the name of the um, plant or flower, and it will actually show you a picture of it. That way, if you want to kind of already familiarize yourself, I mean, I know it's a lot of them, and it will be hard to, you know, memorize all those plants, but, you know, maybe some of the more common ones that are poisonous to your dog, you know, you could actually hover your mouth over it, your um, cursor, and it would actually give you a picture of what the plant looks like. So that's called firstinflowers.com, and I'll post that on our um, Facebook and Twitter pages after the show so that you guys can come on here. But um, these are some of the flowers and plants that can cause rashes um, in dogs. Cactus is one, although I think I think it would be pretty wise to keep a cactus away from your pet anyway. But, um, yes, cactus, chrysanthemums. Chrysanthemums can cause rashes or skin irritation in dogs. And, of course, poison ivy, poison ivy, poison oak, um, something called sumac. I've heard of sumac, so that's um, an irritant to your dog's skin. Um, Physis, uh Agapanthus, I'm not quite sure what that is, but I think most of us have heard of chrysanthemums and poison ivy and cactus. Um, Now, these here um, are flowers and plants that can cause upset stomach in your dog, and um, some of the symptoms of that would be if they have vomiting, diarrhea, or gas. Um, I'm trying to see, have I heard of any of these? Um, Chrysanthemums also fall on that category. Uh, Kayla lily, I noticed that some lilies are also toxic to dogs, too. Um, I don't know if they're as devastating to a dog as they are to cats, but I have seen um, certain types of lilies show up on the dog list also. Um, Aster and baby's breath, those are also um, irritants to stomachs of dogs. 
Then we have, oh, there's a lot more of them. Um, we have daffodils on that list, freesia, English ivy, holly, hyacinth, hydrangeas, peony, morning glory, poinsettias. Now, see, that's a very interesting one, too, because I know during Christmas time, uh, we love buying poinsettias. You know, we like to buy the big, pretty poinsettias out of Target, or sometimes we'll get them out of Walmart, and they're very beautiful to decorate your house with. But if you have a pet dog or a puppy, you may not want to have poinsettias around your house. So that's something very interesting to keep in mind because they can cause vomiting, diarrhea, and gas in your dog. They can upset their stomach. Now, this category of um, flowers and plants are a bit more damaging. These are the ones that can cause organ damage, such as kidney, liver, stomach, heart, etc. Azaleas in large, in well, no, actually in small amounts. It actually says azaleas in small amounts can um, cause organ damage in dogs. Cardboard palm, I don't know what that is, but that will be an interesting one to, you know, cover your cursor over. Crocus, foxglove, and juniper. I've heard of juniper, but I, I, junipers and azaleas, I don't know about the other ones. Now, um, these, this last category, of course, are fatal. These are the flowers and plants that cause death in dogs. Um, oh, wow. Um, azaleas also make the list. Now, here it's in large amounts. So large amounts of azaleas can actually kill your dog and small amounts can actually cause organ damage. So either way, azaleas sound as though they're bad news. So if you have an azalea bush, which I know is common, you know, down here in this area where I live, you know, definitely watch your dog if he's outside. Don't let him eat any azaleas. Um, dumb cane, never heard of that. Foxglove makes the list again. Mistletoe, so mistletoe is deadly to dogs. Oleander rhododendrons, and the sago palm. Now, now I've read that the sago palm is very deadly to dogs in the way that lilies are to cats. So just make sure you keep the sago palm away from dogs. So um, make sure, put your cursor over the sago palm, check that out, see what it looks like. Because a lot of times, you know, you may even just go to Lowe's or Home Depot and want to purchase, you know, some pretty flowers or plants, you know, for your yard, you know, just to liven it up. But you need to be aware of what type of plant you're purchasing and how it can affect your pet. So just make sure that you do your research. Um, and also on this site, um, firstinflowers.com, they say because contact with sunflowers and plants, can cause reactions varying from an itch to death, it is best to teach your dog not to eat plants and flowers. Just as we baby-proof our home for a new child, we must also dog-proof our home for our four-legged children. So just make sure that, um, if at all possible, kind of train them not to eat plants. I guess you could kind of do the same thing with the cats. Maybe you could spray them with a water bottle or just do little things to kind of just let them know or just sort of clap your hand if they know really loud if you see them trying to do something like that. Um, and just in case, um, if you think that your dog or cat may have eaten a poisonous plant or flower, make sure that you call the um, Poison Control Center, let's see, American Association of Poison Control um, at, well, actually, let's see if this is the right number because I actually have this is the one for the ASPCA, um, the Emergency Poison Hotline, and it is 
426-4435. And sometimes there may be a fee that applies, but, hey, if they can actually save your, your pet, you know, then any any fee would be well worth it. But just make sure that you have those numbers on hand, have the number for your local vet on hand, um, just in case. Um, some symptoms in cats. Let's see here. And on this website, this is just PetMD.com, and they were saying um, if the toxic principle of a plant or flower directly affects a particular organ, the symptoms seen will be related to that organ. So, for example, um, if the airways are affected on the cat, and I guess this could also apply for dogs too, then they would have difficulty breathing. If the mouth, throat, or esophagus is affected, it is affected, um, you would notice they would have drooling or difficulty swallowing. Um, if the stomach or intestines are affected, that's probably more where you would see vomiting. Um, if the intestines or colon are affected, that's where you would see diarrhea come into play. Um, if the kidneys are affected, and that's pretty serious, not saying that the other ones aren't, um, you may notice that they would have excessive drinking or urinating. And if the heart is affected, you may notice a fast, slow, or irregular heartbeat. Um, if you see your cat eating a plant and you're uncertain if it's poisonous or if you suspect your cat ate such a plant within the past one to two hours, you can do the following before you take him to your vet. Um, remove any plant material from the hair and skin. If it's necessary, um, you can wash the cat with warm water and a little non-irritating dish soap. The identity, now this is important, the identity of the plant is very important for determining treatment. If you don't know what kind of plant it is and you can bring it with you, do so. So even though vets don't receive much training in plant identification, um, still bring the plant with you because every effort needs to be made to identify the plant. And if your cat has vomited at all, to collect some of it for the doctor. And once again, I, I suppose that these are the same things that you could do for your dog. You know, if at all possible, bring in the plant that he was eating because there is a chance that maybe they could identify it. And then also if the dog has vomited, you know, see if you can get a sample of it and bring it with you. And um, you can also call the pet poison helpline because the ASPCA has their own and then there's the pet poison helpline. And that number is 1-855-213-6680. And I think on both of those, a fee could apply. So, but um, they're still good numbers to have on hand. Um goes on to say as far as the vet care that the best diagnosis is made by identifying the plant. Your vet will give your cat a physical exam and order such tests as necessary to determine the overall health of your cat. These tests are especially necessary if the plant is known to target specific organs. Once your cat has vomited, your vet may give him activated charcoal to absorb any of the toxic principle that may be in the gut. Your vet may administer medication like sucralfate, which protects the damaged areas of the stomach. Supportive care, such as 
intravenous fluids or anti-inflammatory medication will be used as needed, especially if the gastrointestinal tract is severely affected. Um, it says some plants are fatal for cats when ingested, regardless of how quickly and excellent the care may be. This is usually true of lilies. Other plants may cause enough damage that prolonged aftercare in the form of medication or special diet is needed. Be sure to follow your vet's instructions. Um, and it says, just take, of course, just take whatever steps you can to protect your cat or any pet from exposure to poisonous plants. This includes removing such plants from your home and yard. And um, I just wanted to put this out there. I know that, of course, other animals can also be negatively affected by um, plants and flowers, so not to try to exclude other animals. I even saw something regarding horses and certain plants and flowers that affect them. But since cats and dogs are just the most common household pets, that's why we just chose to focus on that. But, of course, if you have any type of pet, you know, uh, gerbil, you know, iguana, whatever that may be, just make sure you do your homework about it and just don't let them have access to any household plants because that could also negatively affect them just the same. So just make sure you research that plant and just make sure that it is not toxic to whatever type of pet that you have. And if at all possible, just keep them away from plants and flowers. Um, as I probably uh, told you guys before, my mom's um, 20-year-old tabby cat, um, Bobby, who died just a year ago, um, coming up on a year ago, she used to love to eat rose petals. And... I'm going to assume that rose petals must not be toxic to cats because it never did anything to her, but this was back before, you know, I was doing, you know, my pet radio show and that I was really into, you know, um, researching different things about animals and pets and also before I was a pet owner myself, you know, because I, I was at home with Bobby um, when my mom first got her and everything, and I, I lived there with them for many years, but because Bobby wasn't my cat and I was younger, you know, I wasn't as into, you know, doing the pet research and all that stuff. I, I became much more aware of that type of stuff when I became my own personal pet parent with Missy, and then especially after I got off into the show. So um, just luckily for us at that time, um, Bobby, you know, wasn't negatively affected by the rose petals. But I just remember whenever, you know, I would get flowers, you know, at any point, we would try to put them up out of a reach and we'd put them up on the counter. But this was when Bobby was much younger and she could actually jump up there and, you know, get to them and stuff. And she would just enjoy eating the rose petals. She loved eating rose petals, but just thank goodness, you know, they, they weren't poisonous to her. They didn't do anything to her. But um, just... Make sure, just use common sense, you know, and whether it's, and don't just go by what I'm saying about the rose petals. I just use that as an example that we were lucky in that sense that they were not poisonous to her. But if, if you're going to get roses for Mother's Day or just any type of flowers, Valentine's Day, whatever that is, any special occasion, especially with cats because they can jump up on counters and they can jump up on high places, just make sure that you keep those flowers out of their reach. And especially, please, please, please do not have lilies in your household if you're going to have a cat. Don't have lilies, you know, growing in your yard if you're, you know, going to have a cat um, because they are just very deadly to cats. Um, I have one other site here, dogsabout.com, and they also give a um, 
a comprehensive list of toxic plants and flowers for dogs, and they also list the symptoms when ingested. Um, this one's pretty comprehensive and pretty cool, too. Um, trying to see that they list anything that we did not mention on any of the other ones. Um, I don't think I've seen anything new, but it's pretty cool on here because they also do a breakdown of the different symptoms. So just make sure you check that site out too. Um, and that is dogsabout.com. But I will put um, links up for all of these um, sites that I was on. So just, just in retrospect, in hindsight, you know, just um, moving forward in the future, just make sure that you just are conscious of what plants and flowers that you're bringing in your household and just take all precautions to protect your pets from these these plants and flowers just in case. There may be many of them that are harmless to, to your dogs or cats, but just in case they're not, you know, why even take the risk on that? Well, I just wanted to thank you guys for listening again to another episode of The Missy Show. We miss you, Dee, and we hope you are back with us next week. Um, be sure to join us for next week's episode. We're going to be on at our normal time of 5 p.m. Central, and that episode is going to be Uncommon Animal Companions, Animal Odd Couples. So we look forward to seeing you, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. Bye.